0: Hey there, for Milo. I'm Preston, and you are listening to Sidekick, the show about what it really takes to start and run a successful side hustle. You know the show host from previous episodes, there's Ryan, Ian, and me, Preston, we've all built growing side businesses while succeeding at our day jobs. And today's show is completely packed with over 31 of our favorite resources for actually getting work done on your side business. Any good side hustler knows the thing we crave the most is more time. So, the tools listed in today's episode all have one big focus, helping you get more done in less time. You'll hear our top tips and tools for web hosting, pitching clients, managing projects, and loads more. Show notes for this episode can be found at sidegigshow.com slash 2.3. And, speaking of time-saving tools, I'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Find Sidegigs. It's a free lead generation service for freelancers and those looking to earn some extra income on the side. To take your side gig to the next level, visit sidegigshow.com slash find and subscribe to their free weekly gig list to get started. A big thanks also to Bonsai, an all-in-one freelancing solution for the world's best creative freelancers. Put your freelancing on autopilot by signing up 100% free at sidegigshow.com slash bonsai. Okay, let's hop into today's conversation, and I'll be back afterward for some of my favorite takeaways.
1: So I can, I guess I can start this off. Um, I, I have actually gone through... Tons and tons and tons of tools, like tr- literally triple digits numbers of tools over the years um, in the context of side projects. And I put together a huge, ridiculous post. Um, if you Google like online business tools, it's usually within the first couple of results. Um, and I've tried like literally over a hundred different tools kind of over the years. Um, and I've gotten to a point where I've stuck with about 10 of them really consistently. Um, and I would say, you know, really, like, for people who want to start some sort of business that's related to, you know, a blog or a website of some sort, like, there's nothing better than WordPress. And I know we've talked about this multiple times, but as far as, like, how to start a simple website very, very quickly without having to learn how to code, WordPress, I think, and then grabbing the right template is even more important. And, Preston, I know you guys, for Milo, use um the copy blogger template you mentioned in the previous episode. Um, I use one called optimize press, um, and it's all like super visual editing. Um, I don't have to jump into HTML or CSS, anything like that at all. I'm able to sort of like when I want to make a change to my website or I want to change how I'm positioning my service offering page. Like I literally spend five minutes, change the text visually. It all sort of updates instantly. Mm. So that wow, would be that my sounds
0: really incredible tool. that would be really incredible actually I spend way too much time editing the HTML PHP CSS <laughs> of Milo and that is one downside of the Genesis theme which is what we we're built on is um, it is very like code heavy um, so if you don't understand that kind of thing or, or don't even want to understand that kind of thing which is totally fine um, I agree there there are definitely some themes out there there's one um, released by a company called elegant themes and uh, the the theme is called Divi, and it is it, it has kind of been a game changer in the WordPress development world. It's all front end, so instead of editing like in the back end of WordPress, you look at your website as a consumer would look at it, or a client, or a customer, or whatever. And you edit it right there live on the page. You can move elements. You can change text. You can change fonts. You can change all the design elements, colors, everything, all right there on the front of uh, of your own website. This isn't a promo. <laughs> <laughs> They're not paying us. It kind of sounds like a sales pitch. I've heard it's really cool. I haven't used it personally. I don't know if either of you guys have any experience using it. But those kinds of themes um, can be super helpful if you're not really code savvy or mm, don't I well to um, It
1: sounds exactly like... A- press and it's it's literally a hundred dollars a year i would assume Divi's pretty similar
2: Uh, i i've got my uh wordpress theme from uh a website called theme forest and the templates there's loads on on there you can you can you can filter through based on kind of what you want to do and you can see like uh mock-ups of what the website looks like but generally they're only about 50 dollars, and you can download and, and, and install them and uh the one that i've actually got does have a nice like front end drag and drop page builder so you can literally make your website look however you want and uh, you know you got total freedom to do anything with those templates they're you know they're fantastic so yeah i, I use wordpress as well and I, I highly recommend it
0: i remember uh when i remember when i built my first website or, or i should say my first I, I was trying to figure out how to do a blog without using blogspot that shows you i guess how old i am I was trying to figure out how to do a blog without <laughs> using Blogspot, and I you was like so yourself. frustrated. I was looking at some of these that you mentioned last episode, Ian. I was looking at like uh, Jacob Cass's website and um, David Airey's website, and I'm like, man, their sites look so nice, and they're not at blogspot.com. And how do how do they do it? So I finally figured out that they were using WordPress. So I went to to the WordPress website, and I like downloaded all the source code. And I tried to figure out, it was so frustrating. I still remember just spending hours and hours. The world we live in now is like so amazing that you can, you know, most most web hosts like DreamHost um, or Bluehost, they have like these one-click WordPress installs it will do all the work for you. You don't have to be tech savvy like at all, and um, you can choose from thousands and thousands of themes. Like we've said, that'll help you drag and drop. It's incredible the difference now. Like you can get a WordPress site even without knowing any code. You can get a WordPress site up and running in a half of a day, and I just think like yeah, really, really helpful tool. WordPress. Um, I, I would say like obviously with WordPress, you want to find a nice host. There are hosts that offer WordPress hosting specifically. Um, I've used stuff like DreamHost or Bluehost. I know that Flywheel does WordPress management, um, uh, like WordPress hosting and management, that kind of thing. I don't know if you guys have had any good or bad experiences with any hosting mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of...
1: I would say I have I use DreamHost to like register my domains, but I don't trust them any longer for hosting of my site that gets like 200,000 monthly visitors. So I moved over to WP Engine, um, and I would kind of consider them like the Ferrari of WordPress hosting because you pay a premium for sure. Like I, I want to say I spend about 250 a month on my hosting and that's for like 200,000 visitors-ish package. Um, and like for me, the uptime has been like literally 100%. I haven't had my site down in a year, which is insane because with DreamHost, it would happen like, you know, get an article featured on a major publication and like a thousand people come to my site at once, of course it's going down. Um, and not to like knock DreamHost, but that's just not like what they're really built for with most of their customers. I think when you're getting started, it definitely makes sense to go with something like, yeah, like HostGator, DreamHost, like the cheaper ones, because you're not getting thousands of people to your site a day. But once you get that like big load of people, like it's definitely worth investing in one of the more premium hosting I think Flywheel would probably fit into that um sort of premium pricing, but like, dude, the support that those premium providers offer is insane. Like anytime I have an issue with my site or I think something might be going wrong, like their support line is on in like thirty seconds to help me. And that that's invaluable.
0: Yeah, especially when your revenue is tied so directly to your traffic. Uh, it, it can be mm-hmm. it can be a yeah. lifesaver for sure. I've dealt with the same thing. I started on DreamHost. I still like DreamHost for a lot of things. I register. I do the same. I register domains. I have a couple smaller things that I run through DreamHost. But yeah, it, there's something about mm-hmm. scaling past a certain size that I don't know why DreamHost struggles with it. Again, I, I, like I, I also don't want to bash them, but it's just sort of been the truth of my experience, and it sounds like yours as well. So maybe if you're if you're just getting started, and and frankly, if you just have like a service website. Or, or something where you're gonna get you know 10 20 I'd even say a hundred visits a day or, or a couple hundred visits a day you're probably fine on one like that um, I wouldn't start with yeah. I wouldn't start with a premium one for sure if you're just getting started so it depends on where you're at but um yeah great suggestions
1: how do you guys feel about transitioning the conversation a little bit over to you know tools that might be more relevant to people who are like freelancers service providers because I feel like that's a big portion of people listening yeah let's here do today. it have I
0: mind?
2: have one. I have a really good one that, that's relevant. I use um a tool called a pipe drive. Oh, I love it. And And um, I actually use that as part of... I use it in two different ways. It's actually intended primarily for, like, sales process. And uh, basically what it is, just to describe it, imagine columns and within, like, say if there's six columns and uh, each column represents, a, like, a step in your sales cycle... And then what you can do is add in, like, say, like, there's, like, a little modular block in, like, column one. And, you know, that column one represents um, all new inquiries. And say it's got, you know, the person's name on it and the project that that it's related to. And that that could be, like, um, you know, a new inquiry that's just come in. When when you then move over to, like, the next step, you can drag that person over.
1: It looks kind of like a Trello board for for people who know Trello
2: yeah so you can basically just manage your sales cycle but I actually use that as well for projects so it's how I manage my projects in a really easy way because because I'm just offering a single service I've created a new um you can create multiple uh I don't know what they call like a board so I've got one board which is like my sales coming in so I can see what step they're at and you know, keep track of them. But I've also got projects in. So uh, my projects generally go through like five or six different steps. So I just put them in and it allows me to really easily um, manage where my projects are in a very simple, uh, easy to digest way. And um, what is it? It's like $10 a month and you can add um, different users, but it's a fantastic tool. Can you share the the steps in your sales process? I'm really
1: curious. And I think someone who's wanting to take freelancing seriously, you know, the pitching part. I need
0: to open it up. Yeah. Yeah, while you're opening that up, Ian, I've used, I still use PipeDrive as well. I use it to to get sponsors. Um, and, and it's been phenomenal. I really, really like it. It's, it has this cool feature too, where you can forward emails to it and assign them to certain clients. So like if you have a client mm-hmm. that says, you know, um, I can't right now, or I you know I don't have the budget for it right now. But hit me up in six months. You can forward that email to that particular task in your in your funnel or in your flow, I guess, and and um, keep notes that way. It's it's really really helpful. I've also partnered PipeDrive. While you're still looking that up, Ian, I don't want to change the subject too much, but I've partnered PipeDrive with um, a, a website called Reply. It's Reply.io, I think, and. Again, we'll link to all these tools in the show notes. You can um, you can catch the show notes at sidegigshow.com dot com slash two point. What are we on three? Um, <clears throat> and and I've paired it with Reply, and Reply basically sends out uh, emails, cold emails in most cases, out to potential sponsors. I'll hit that back up after you tell us your sales process, Ian.
2: Yeah, so I basically got five steps and um, the bulk of my sales are done by um, email. So even if they've called, I generally send a follow-up email. So I've got five steps. It starts with initial email sent. And, um, you know, once you've actually entered in that inquiry, you can add like a little timer to it as well. So you can say like, this is going to expire in two days. So I'll leave it in there and once it runs out, I'll either um, drag it over to one of the new steps. So if I've not heard back from them, I've got uh, a second column with uh, no reply, need to chase up. So i move them over to there. Um, The next step is discussions or follow up. So that's uh, for when people have actually got back to me, I'll drag them into that part. So I know that they're in that part of the process. And then the next part is, uh, formal quotation to send so these are the people that have come back to me they want to go ahead and um, i'm going to send them a quotation and then the next one is quotation sent so it just keeps it really simple um just you know clients are in one of those five steps um sometimes i don't hear back from them and and what you can do is uh it allows you to kind of drag uh, the block down to the bottom of the screen and you can put into either one or lost and you can keep track of, you know, what's actually happened to those inquiries. So it, it just makes it really useful to manage those. That makes sense? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's perfect. I love that. I, I do sort of the oh. same thing. Um, if if I have a sponsor inquiry or I reach out to a sponsor, they start in on the far left and then they move toward the right as the deal progresses, as as we mm-hmm. finalize the deal points, as we um, as send an invoice, as the invoice gets paid. And it makes sure that you never miss a step in that process. I love that.
1: So I'd want to add one more tool um, for freelancers that I think has been really, really integral to my success. And I think if you're not going to use something you know more intensive like Pipedrive, um, I use, honestly, it's so simple, Boomerang for Gmail. And oh, yeah. it's a little Chrome extension if you use Chrome, the browser, um, and you use Gmail for managing your email. You can install Boomerang and it allows you to, you know, time messages to be sent in, you know, X number of days, X number of hours. Um, you can say like, you know, if so-and-so hasn't replied to my last message within three days surface this to come back up into my inbox. And so I, I use that as like a really simple way to, you know, follow up on sales leads for freelance work and sort of just keep in touch with the people even that I know I want to keep in touch with where, where I, you know, I don't want to use like a CRM necessarily that I spend a ton of time working within the CRM, just using something as like, you know, as simple as my inbox as a way to, sort of manage my freelance sales processes really easy with a tool like boomerang or, you know, inbox by Gmail, something that allows you to basically just snooze messages to surface back into your inbox. If you don't hear from someone within X number of days or something like that.
0: I love that. And I, I coming back to that tool reply that I was talking about before it's that's similar. So if you, if you're sort of needing to fill this need of like following up with clients or customers, Reply does something similar. It's a little less, uh, I guess, personalized. But if you use the tool the right way, it can come off personalized and not seem spammy. Basically, what you can do is set up an initial email um, that sends out. And then you send, you set like a time period. Like if, if in three days, kind of like you were saying, Ryan, if in three days they haven't responded to this email, send them this one. And usually it's just a friendly – I mean, I write them all. They're all from me. So it's not like spammy or, or Sounds like a bot or anything like that. But usually the second one will say like, hey, I didn't hear back from you, just making sure you saw this. And most people respond on the second time I reach out instead of on the first time. The Mm follow-up is critical and reply lets you follow up or Boomerang or any of these tools that we're talking about lets you follow up. And if you're not following up, especially if you're doing a lot of cold emailing or cold calling to find clients or customers, you are missing out on a huge portion of your customer base if you're not doing a lot of follow-up. And it's you have to sort of find that balance between like seeming spammy. I only do three in the whole thing. The first one says, Hey, let's chat. The second one says, Hey, did you see this? The the third one says, you know, you must be busy or whatever. I can't remember exactly the words, but it says like I'll reach out, you know, in a few months and see if we can chat then. So um but but the cool thing about reply is you can just keep importing contacts and they'll just work your contacts through that flow. And as soon as someone replies, then I have a real human conversation with them through my email. Um, but but that otherwise that's sort of running on autopilot as I feed in new potential customers. It's a really mm. really cool tool,
1: and I would actually say on top mm, of what you just useful. said, Preston, on on the topic of following up, I take it a step further and. I for clients that I really want to work with at least and for projects that I know would be high value enough to like really invest my time in, I just won't stop following up with them. And if I don't <laughs> get a reply from someone, you know, if I'm reaching out to the same person and I don't get a reply after like 3 or 4 messages, I'll go to someone else. Um and I I just will not stop until I at least hear a no from someone or at least like, you know, that. reach back out next quarter or something like that. Like I think especially when you're freelancing, if you're just getting started, um, it's easy to land in the maybe zone with clients. And the maybe zone, I think, is where your freelance business dies. Um, It's easier to have like a, or it's better rather, to have a clear no from someone. That way they're not like, you know, taking up mind space or taking up space in, you know, your CRM or something. It's, It's kind of what I've felt has been, the downfall of a lot of people with, uh, getting into freelancing. So strive for that clear answer every time.
0: I love that. I think too, while we're talking about client management, um, and, and managing relationships and that kind of thing, I think, uh, we'd be awful not to mention, um, FreshBooks who in the past has sponsored this, uh, show. FreshBooks is a cool resource for managing all of your invoicing and all of your, I guess, Ian, you, you've you used Freshbooks for the last year or so, is that right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It, I mean, Freshbooks is just really easy. You can really easily just create invoices, and, um, you know, it's got a nice dashboard so you can see, you know, what money's coming in, what money's going out. It's got time tracking things in there. There's loads of stuff in there, but I personally use it just for, um, know just for creating invoices just because you can literally go in there and create one in a in a few seconds and uh you know also what you can do one thing that i like about it is you can send your invoices um through FreshBooks. you can then uh, see when the clients actually opened it so you know when you get clients that come back to you and said i haven't seen the invoice (laughs) you can actually see that they have (laughs) so it's really useful for that
0: and i would say too um there's some, I guess, competitors or similar products to FreshBooks, one that I really like. I just think the design is super sleek. The guys running the company, I know them, and they are, they are doing a great job. It's called Bonsai. And again, we're going to link to all of these in the show notes, so you don't have to write any of this down, but um, Bonsai is a great tool. Also, I, I know really well the guys at a company called And Co and uh and co is this is has actually gotten a ton of funding recently and their whole mission is just to improve the lives of freelancers they pair you with not only their technology which which uh, helps you send invoices and manage client relationships and all that sort of thing. But they also give you a real-life human being to work with who sort of helps you manage your freelance business. They'll remind you to send invoices if you're done with a project and forgot to send the invoice. Uh, There's lots of little things that they'll sort of help you do to to stay on top of the management side so that you can spend more time um, you know, designing or writing or whatever sort of the creative stuff that you like to do as a freelancer is. You can do more of that kind of work and less of the sort of busy... Business work. These are all coming off sounding like ads. They're not ads. <laughs> People aren't paying us to promote these, but they're super useful tools, especially for freelancers. Um, that I've come across as I've I've been in the freelancing space. I don't know if there are any others like FreshBooks or Andco or Bonsai that you guys would maybe recommend sort of time um,
2: I've used uh free agent in the past and and that's that's very similar to um fresh books. You know, you can create invoices, you can track your incoming expenses, all that sort of stuff. I mean a lot of these tours are the are the same but I mean FreshBooks is probably uh the, the biggest one out there and you know it's more tailored towards small businesses and you know they listen to a lot of feedback. To be honest, I I do think it is you know, probably the best one out there that I've used anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've tried QuickBooks, um, Intuit QuickBooks also. Mm, yep. I think from like a pricing perspective, it might be a little cheaper than FreshBooks. I want to say I used QuickBooks mm. for, gosh, like six months. And I think it was like $5 a month. And it's, I mean, it's so wow. simple. It does what most of these tools do as far as, you know, connecting to your accounts, estimating quarterly taxes, um, invoicing, So, yeah, I mean, a lot of similarities across all these products. It kind of just comes down to, like, pricing and, like, individual features you care more about. And also, like, the look and feel of FreshBooks, I would say, (laughs) this is so funny, it sounds like an ad, but it's not. But the look and feel of FreshBooks, (laughs) I just kind of, like, resonate more with than something like QuickBooks felt a little archaic, I guess, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've been around quite a bit longer and they sort of, yeah, they, they started out tailoring to sort of that more corporate, instead of the individuals. They do have that self employed QuickBooks self employed, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um, that that you know, the design is, you're right, the design is still the same if if sort of the design is important to you, which it is to me and it sounds like it is to you guys, um, yeah, I would go with something like yeah. FreshBooks or, or Bonsai or andco They have really sleek interfaces and they really are built more for sort of freelancers or, or really, really small teams. Mm-hmm. Um I, I would say too, while you brought up QuickBooks, one of the Biggest uh, changes. I know we have to wrap up soon here, Ryan. But uh, one of the biggest changes I saw in my business was when I started really, really keeping solid track of the revenue numbers. Which sounds ridiculous now, but um, and and you know something like QuickBooks or something like FreshBooks can help you do that. Also, like accounting software. I know a lot of people who use one called Zero. That helps them keep track of the money in and the money out. I use one called Bench that I love because it, just like Anco, it it sort of partners you or pairs you with a team of human beings who manage your books, but then it also gives you an app where you can um, do some of the work yourself. So it's this nice pairing of tech with human beings. But I think a tool that helps you see your revenue, even if for now it's a Google Drive spreadsheet, like find a tool where you're going to keep your revenue and expenses. So that you know how your business is doing month to month. I think it's key. And I think a lot of people overlook it when they're first getting started.
2: Do you guys use any tools for like managing um, social media? Because I, I use, um, I've used things like Buffer. Mm-hmm. So Buffer just allows you to, um, you know, collect up resources, put it in a queue and it, it posts them out as and when you need to. But I, I guess more recently I've been using Crowdfire. And I like that because you can do like um, you can copy followers from certain influencers and you can also send out automated messages to everyone that follows you, which is probably the the best feature. So if you if say you've got a, a lead magnet, what you can do is you can um, have it so that whenever someone follows you, you can ping them like random messages from, you know, a library that you create. So it doesn't look spammy. So you can have it just ping out. Like it doesn't do it immediately when they follow you, when when they follow you. It sends out after a certain length of time, and um, I just find it a nice way of uh, you know collecting up email data and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I love I that. Like I that. think we could probably do a whole episode on like marketing tools alone. Right, mm-hmm. that's such a huge portion of the tools that you that you yeah. should probably be using. You talk about like social media tools. But then also email marketing tools like Mailchimp or like Drip or like uh, ConvertKit or any of these sort of where people can sign up to a list and get you know newsletters or updates or new product updates or anything like that from you can be a really big deal for your business as well.
1: I would add one onto the social media tool front because I'm so passionate about it. I've been using it for like two and a half years since they really first launched. It's called Edgar. I think their website's Meet Uh, edgar.com and i think the Mm -hmm. thing that makes it different than something like buffer is that and maybe buffer actually has added these features recently i i don't know but the thing that originally differentiated edgar was that whenever you dump new content in to be shared like yes you can schedule it you can have sort of you know your timeline of send out one tweet at 9am on every Tuesday. And you can basically create a calendar. And for every piece of content that you put into Edgar or tools like it, you can recycle it and use it moving forward in the future too. So you can say like, you know, don't share this more than once a month or expire this after six months or something. Um, but what I like about it is that it keeps you active on your social channels without needing to like, swoop in to buffer every day or every week. So yeah. I'll only go into Edgar, basically, like whenever I want to add more stuff um, or wipe out some stuff that's stale. Maybe it's been shared like three or four times over the past year already. So for me, it's, it's kind of like a hands-off social media tool.
0: I'll just add really quickly to that. Um, there's a tool that does something similar that I've used and and have loved in the past, which is called CoSchedule, and it pairs what you were talking about, Ryan, with your WordPress setup. So maybe coming <laughs> full circle to the first tool we mentioned, you can you can hook up WordPress and your social media profiles all to CoSchedule, and then. Every time you publish a blog post, you can set co-schedule to say, first of all, take this content and put it in that that sort of queue that you're talking about where it's going to publish multiple times a week or a month or whatever and just keep recycling and keep reusing. And you can also set, like, every time I publish, you know, post a link on all my social media right then, in a day, in a week, in a month, you can set out these schedules so that it's basically based on the activity on your blog, managing all of your social media profiles. I've really, really loved it. They do a great job over there. Sounds good. That probably wraps it up for us. Any last minute, like, one word tools that we have left out that we should include?
2: <laughs> um, Google Calendar, Dropbox. <laughs> Looking in my open
1: tabs right now. <laughs> yeah. Trello, ConvertKit, Google Calendar, Google Drive.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get together off the air, and if there's anything else we need to include, we will include them in the show notes. More details after this conversation on where you can find the show notes and all of the links to all the tools we've mentioned today. Thank you, guys. Great conversation.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for tuning in.
0: And that is the show, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. For links to any resources and details about today's show, visit sidegigshow.com 2.3. It's actually a really long list today, about 31 different tools and resources as mentioned in this episode. If you do decide to click any of the links on the show notes, we might get a small percentage kickback as an affiliate to some of the products that we've mentioned in today's show. And if you do that, thank you so much for supporting the work that we do here at Milo We'd also love to hear what you think about the show. Could you take 30 seconds and leave us an honest rating and review on iTunes? I've made it super easy for you. All you have to do is visit sidegigshow.com slash rate, and that'll send you right to our iTunes page. Okay, the biggest takeaway I got from today's episode is this. When money's tight and time is even tighter focus on finding tools that will save you loads of time and help you focus more on the revenue building aspects of your business that's it from us today thanks again to this season's sponsor find side gigs where you can get free weekly lists of side hustle job opportunities to boost your side hustle income learn more at sidegigshowcom slash find and as always on behalf of ryan ian and the entire Milo team thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you next week